Good morning, just don't everybody. Know how long it'll be until I stop <laughs> smiling at that? Uh, it's at just that still so amazing. It's so amazing. <laughs> For those of you not uh, watching, we've got a new visual intro uh, on the live stream here. So you should hop over to YouTube and catch us live sometime. Yeah, you should see it. It's really something. <laughs> hey, all. Uh, Doug Badgett here from San Antonio, Texas today. Um, uh, being uh, Broadcasting from the house of my good friend, Paul Supase, who some of you may know, famous designer and artist. And it's good enough to put me up because I got stranded in San Antonio yesterday. Uh, and missed a flight, but couldn't be happier than to be in San Antonio, where, by the way, the sunny uh, 58 degrees with a high of 69 feels just lovely in early February. Um, it's a reminder, you don't have to live in the cold, <laughs> yet I do. Uh, mm-hmm. But Rob, you're just bragging about this all the time. How are things squirreled away outside of Fayetteville, Arkansas somewhere? It's it's beautiful today. It's uh, sunny out, a little on the chilly side, maybe the, uh, I don't know, mid-50s or something, but it's, uh, it's really nice. We did have an earthquake uh, earlier this week. There was an earthquake what? in Oklahoma. 5.1 on the Richter scale that uh, that shook things here in Arkansas. And uh, wow, um, uh, our daughter Ari came downstairs about 11.30 and said, did you guys feel that? Did we just have an earthquake? And Vanessa and I both had slept through it, but her uh, computer desk shook. And uh, wow. I yeah, wow. heard the next day from people that, uh, yeah, we had an earthquake. I've never experienced Man, that. Man, what? No. No, I, I, I haven't either. I, strangely, I've wanted to. Maybe you guys are similar. Like it's kind of like mm. I don't know. I kind of like the feel. I, yeah, of I've shaken, but yeah. not enough to. I've actually. Go into, so. Yeah, yeah, just a little rumble, little, uh, mm-hmm. little, <laughs> little sense of like. Yeah, yeah. I've actually I've been through a couple of them. Really? Wow. In just Arkansas, all of it in Arkansas. No. No, I mean, I think one other one here. I remember one big one when I was a kid in uh, in Ohio, and uh, yeah, other. I think think maybe once in Michigan. Wow, Rob. Yeah. Between that and hot air balloon, Dan, how about that? mishaps? You're... <laughs> uh, it's really beautiful here. It's like mid forties, and so everyone in Michigan is acting like it's summertime. No one's wearing coats. Yeah, it's great. Well, hey, a lot, a lot to talk about on the uh, on the political front. Um, those of you that follow our channel regularly uh, know that Dan and I were down at the border in uh, Eagle Pass, Texas. That's on the U.S. Mexico border. Um, Dan and I, by the way, both live in border states. Uh, me in Minnesota, Dan in Michigan, and so we know what life is like living in a border community, in a border state where there is no wall. There is no National Guard. There's a way for people to enter and leave the country without our governors acting like uh, there's a, a war going on. Yeah, Petulant children. <laughs> um, now, granted, there are different levels of people coming into each uh, across different borders in our country. Um, but uh, as border people, we went down to the U.S.-Mexico border um, in, in the state of Texas, in Eagle Pass. And we'll talk a lot more about this tomorrow. We'll talk a little bit about it today, give you a as much as we can to recap what we saw and experienced when a group of Christian nationalist truckers decided to come rolling in to the Eagle Pass area as a part of a national campaign called Take Our Border Back. As if, I mean, just all the words in there, right? Like take back language. First of all, um, what does that even mean when it's a border that you've never thought a moment of in your life? (laughs) Have any idea even where it is or what it would look like? 
and then uh, that it's your border. Um, that's mm-hmm. that's good to know. I'm glad to, I'm glad to know that the Christian nationalists from around the country want to um, acknowledge that the border communities do belong to the United States of America, but they might not only belong to you. Um, so anyway, that thing was going on. We'll talk a lot more about it tomorrow. We had a lot of press media for the local um, uh, community organizers and faith leaders there to be in conversation nationally and locally um, with people so that the Christian nationalist truckers coming in wouldn't be the only people having a say or the governor of Texas taking radical moves to deny the authority of the federal government on doing something that is constitutionally mandated as the duty of the federal government. And so the soft insurrectionist governor in Texas wasn't the only one to have a, uh, a say in what was going on. So we'll talk a whole lot more about that tomorrow. I know it's complicated because people who I've talked to who follow our work really closely and followed almost everything we did were asking regularly what is going on and why is the governor coming and how does that fit? It, it is a complicated story for a lot of people. They feel like they stepped into, you know, episode four of season three of uh, a TV show mm-hmm. and they don't know the characters and they don't know the plot line and all they see is a scene and they're not sure how it, uh, how it all fits together. So we'll, we'll do a bit of uh, recap and some conversation uh, about the, the faith response from there yesterday. Yeah. And the main point of it being, we wanted to talk to people on the ground that live there uh, the people you see on the screen is a group of community leaders from Eagle Pass. Most have lived there for generations. And uh, we wanted to amplify their voices and hear their take on all of this. And to a T, they all said, we don't need the governor and the Texas National Guard here. It's actually making us less safe. It's putting a target on our backs for extremists uh, from our own country. And so please yep. get this mess out of here and leave our community alone. Governor Abbott just yep. briefly took over this city park. This is a city-funded park where they did all their you know, community mm-hmm. events. And uh, so they took over the city park, basically destroyed it. They leveled uh, you know, little islands in the river because those were useful to people for coming across. They've destroyed the the park itself they've made it a military base and uh, these community leaders are like please get out of our park <laughs> mm-hmm. so we'll hear more about that tomorrow and, and, and it raises the fundamental question when you're there which we should all be asking which is why don't all people seeking entrance to the country come the legal way that's a really good question i mean we heard it from all the the agitators and trucker uh, convoy supporting people and the answer is because for the great majority of them, there is not a legal pathway. Our laws, rules, and regulations make it impossible for them to enter. Mm-hmm. That's why. And if you're not going to change the laws to make them work, then you can't require people to simply follow the law. Because if they want to turn themselves over to Border Patrol to seek asylum and they close the, the, the border checkpoints, what are you going to do? And if any of you think that if you were fearing for your safety in your life or for the safety of your children, and you were within 40 yards of the United States of America, and it was just you and a river between you and asylum, that you wouldn't cross the river while people are debating about and choosing to close borders, uh, checkpoints? Of course you would. 
and you should, (laughs) right? You should find the legal way to turn yourself in and not be someone who's using a jot and tittle. It would be like saying you can't speed, it's against the law. But if the situation in your car is a crisis, you are allowed to speed. So when these people cross the border in the river and they go up to a border patrol agent and turn themselves in asking for asylum, they are not charged with illegal entry because it was not an illegal entry. So there's just a lot going on. I get it. It gets complicated for people, but we need to all of us to be able to have a capacity to have a conversation about why don't they come the legal way? And the answer is open up our immigration system so people can come the legal way. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, two, two things uh, about this one is, you know, seeing the, the news coverage of the, the so-called trucker convoy, God's army showing up in Eagle Pass. Um, there was reaction from people, um, everyday Americans who had made this trip because they were concerned about the border and, uh, and the reactions were, uh, Wait a minute! They told us there was an invasion. Yeah, where's the where's the stream of people coming in? Um, and people kind of admitting that what they had been told about a you know a so called border crisis um, was just simply not the case. Mm-hmm. It's not and and you know Doug and Dan, you both rode bikes along the along the border. I drove a support vehicle, uh didn't ride a bike uh along the uh a- along the bike ride that we did along the southern border and you know w- one of the things we learned when you go there is it is not as it's it's not as described by you know the fear mongers and it was so interesting to hear people who had built up an image in their mind of what they were going to experience. It was going to be a, a war zone, an invasion. Mm-hmm. There's going to be just, you're going to be able to, you know, <laughs> you know, like you, when I was in Las Vegas last weekend, you sit and you people watch for a while. You, oh, you could people watch at the border and just, you know, watch people yeah. streaming into the country. Not the case. It's not yeah. the case. And we ran into. And there are times when there's surges of people that are coming across, sure. and there's a lot of them. And how and that all happens, and we'll, we'll talk about. Yeah. Yes, and that's because they're close the borders, the border checkpoints. So they're coming across, and frankly, in an orderly way, right in front of and in the places where there is border patrol. Now, we're getting into this already deeper than we probably wanted to today. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. That's different than people who are crossing in places where they don't want Border Patrol to find them. That happens as well. There are people who are trying yes. to mm. not be apprehended by Border Patrol, and there's people who are trying to be apprehended by Border Patrol. If you're ever seeing video of people coming across a border like a river or a wall, if there's video being shot, those people are moving in such a way as to be in the, yes. the, the site of Border Patrol so Border Patrol finds them. That's the point. Yes. They're yes. not trying to avoid them. They're trying yes. to get to them, and they've closed the, the checkpoint. So yes. it, because, because you cannot, if there's yes. video of people streaming in, the people are streaming in in that place on purpose, yes. right? In, yes. in, in, because, in right, right in front of Border Patrol. Because the legal way of claiming asylum or seeking asylum is to get your feet on the soil of the country that you are seeking asylum from. Right. The other thing, and, and you know, this kind of gears into the politics of it all, that you know, there's been a lot of discussion, and, and we talked about it last week on the podcast, 
and um, you know talked about Democrats just kind of giving up the uh, the immigration issues so often. There has been um, you know debate and deal making uh, in Washington D.C. Uh, between the you know lawmakers in the both the Senate and the House. Um, looked like there was a deal um, to address border security in some way. And, uh, and Donald Trump stepped in and said to his supporters in Washington, DC, kill the deal. Um, and so reports are now that Republicans got what they asked for in the negotiations and are now walking away from the deal because Donald Trump doesn't want the issue taken away. He knows that it can be used to demagogue and to fundraise and to fearmonger in the course of his very weird campaign, which includes him comparing himself to Elvis Presley. Um, uh, I don't know if you guys have seen all of this because you've oh been goodness. in Texas, but no. man, yeah, oh I yeah, feel like he, I gotta yeah, look that up yeah, and show it. Oh yeah, he yeah he posted a picture of himself uh, saying that. People, a lot of people tell him that he looks like Elvis Presley, and sh- so he showed a side like by side. Late Elvis Presley, just before he <laughs> Dan find this picture. Uh, but that, but, but so what? You know, in the midst of Donald Trump's very weird campaign for president, he doesn't want to lose the immigration issue, the border issue, and so you know the this deal that Republicans made, they have now walked away from. Yeah. Hey, and also on the politics of this, not only does Donald Trump not want to lose the issue, he doesn't want Republicans to be satisfied that they've acted because what he wants is not what's in this deal. He wants to and has said he wants to close the border from immigrants. That border. So his his approach his stated approach is to stop immigration there. He's happy for immigration that comes from other parts of the country, he says. Why don't they come from the right? He wants to stop the immigration that's coming through the southern border because it has a certain kind of people. So when people say things like, we're not against immigration, yes, you are if you're following the Donald Trump playbook on this. Yes, you are. That is yeah. that is why the whole conversation is about that border. And it's not about people coming into Florida. It's not about people coming into New Orleans or into New York or in, through Toronto into Detroit. That's not where the problem lies. Um, yeah. So they want to stop immigration from that part of the country. And, and Republicans do, frankly. I mean, look, we talk to a lot of them. They're all like, oh, we don't mind. We just want it. And as soon as you say, well, what if there's a legal pathway? Then they go on to say the next thing. We need to know who they are, where they're from, what their background is. Uh, really, we're going to do that for every person seeking a work visa in oh my gosh in the United States of America. <laughs> All right, we're done talking about immigration. Let's talk about this. Donald. He did not post this, did he? He posted. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, for those that uh, on the uh, that, if you're only on the audio, you've got to see. Yeah, this. so it's this incredible. is this is the uh, Trump's post on Truth Social for so many for so many years. People have been saying that Elvis and I look alike. Now this pick has been going all over the place. What do you think? And it is a side by side, kind of half of Elvis's face uh, mashed up with half of Donald Trump's face. 
Um, it looks yeah. like Elvis Presley had oil splashed on the left side of his face and it burned him. <laughs> <laughs> and now he has a marred left side of his face. That's what it looks like to me. Uh, I mean, you're you're in the midst of a campaign for president of the United States, and this role is that the you drivel. Once held. <laughs> yeah, this is the drivel <laughs> you post on social media. I mean, you are in the midst of multiple criminal and civil trials that are could cost you both your fortune and your freedom. And this is the drivel you post on social media? Like, oh, it's just so funny. So like, completely believable and hilarious. Listen, I don't know, did I don't know, Dan, if this was on the list of things to talk about. We've got breaking news. Have you seen the breaking news? I'm not uh, sure. Depends on what the court is. has rejected an appeals court has rejected a federal appeals court has rejected Trump's claim of immunity for January sixth. Okay. Um, okay. And so this is, this is, uh, this is a big deal. Okay. So um, I, I know it's breaking. Maybe you're just seeing it now, but does that mean Rob, that they're unwilling to look at it and rule on it or they ruled on it that he doesn't have immunity? Like did they just pass they ruled on it or did they, yes, rule? they ruled on it that he doesn't have it. So here we go. Federal appellate court has unanimously rejected Donald Trump's argument that his attempts <laughs> to overturn the 2020 election he lost and which led to the violent attack on the Capitol January 6th were official acts and therefore immune from prosecution, likely setting up an appeal to the U.S. Supreme Court. The former president has asked the court to overturn um, a previous judge ruling in December that Trump's actions were not a part of his duties as president and that holding the office did not give give him a get out of jail free card. Um, The appellate court decided that, quote, for the purpose of this criminal case, former President Trump has become citizen Trump with all of the defenses of any other criminal defendant. The, the opinion started, Wonderful. stated, but any executive immunity that may have protected him while he served as president no longer protects him against this prosecution. Um, yeah. Wow. Wonderful. He's, so the Supreme yeah, Court could been, just choose to not take up the case, and that could get the January 6th trial back on track in quick fashion. So that's um, because look, we, as, as a country, we need to know, as Richard Nixon said, the American need people need to know if their president is a crook. Like we need to know this before we get into this next election. And look, the jury may find that Donald Trump was not, was not legally uh, culpable of leading an insurrection. Good. Let's, let's have it out. Let's, let's let a jury decide. Now they won't have a chance to, because Donald Trump, in my view, is going to plead guilty to this to light to lessen the the response but if i'm wrong about that it does go through a trial then have at it um and let the american people know yeah but a uh Great. yeah that the, just uh, came down just now did it yeah over the last few minutes yeah um well, yeah so uh, change the headline of the podcast dan it's yeah. breaking news <laughs> breaking news. This is, yeah it's breaking news yeah that and and so you know this i mean donald trump uh has a number of legal problems both civilly and criminally um he has been ordered to pay 83 million dollars for defaming E. Jean Carroll. That was a civil trial. Um, he's claimed that like, he's just not gonna, 
he doesn't, eh, I'm just not gonna. Um, there is. Nobody's saying he's just not gonna pay the money. Yeah, he's that saying like yeah, trying to prove that he, uh, you know, he did nothing wrong, um, and <laughs> which was the exact opposite. Um, he is. Um, wow. There, there's a ruling any time coming. Um, uh, should be coming in the next few days in New York. Uh, related to the conduct of the Trump organization. There's some speculation that the fines in that case are going to be in the hundreds of millions of dollars amount. Um, Donald Trump also is facing prosecution for his role in January 6th from a federal prosecutor. He is facing prosecution in Georgia for um, trying to uh, – keep Georgia officials from um, certifying the election there. He is uh, also being prosecuted in Florida uh, for stealing classified documents. And we found out this week that uh, he has a hidden room. And did you see this news story? You guys have been in Texas. You no, might, maybe you weren't living stuff. on this. So apparently Jack Smith, uh, uh, independent counsel, uh, who's investigating Trump uh, is a little bit upset that um, there's two rooms in Donald Trump's uh, Mar-a-Lago property that were not searched. Um, one was a closet where they just kind of were like, nah, there's probably nothing under there. Closet under the stairs. And then the other apparently was a locked room that only he has access to off his bedroom that apparently he sent some people like on a little bit of a wild goose chase so that the locks could be changed. And only he has the lock, something along these lines. Um, And then apparently they missed the room because maybe there was a dresser slid in front of the door. Um, Yeah. So there were two rooms in Donald Trump's, um, uh, Mar-a-Lago compound that were not searched, uh, but they now know about them. They so now somehow know they've learned them. that they that they exist and that and that these things happen. So someone yeah. is telling yeah. telling the truth. Yeah, it was, of course not yeah. the, not the former yeah. failed presidential candidate. Yes, and, but all of this to say that um, that you know that Donald Trump's and plus then there are lawsuits that are you know moving through the courts about whether or not he should be on the ballot. And, uh, you know, whether he's eligible to be president. Um, So all of this to say Donald Trump's, you know, stellar role of legal victories can. Oh, wait a minute. No, Um, he lost again. He just (laughs) loses over and over and over again. He loses. He loses. And he the best. In fact, the best at losing. Yes. Yes. Well, it's because he knows that people are tired of him winning. He, he said he predicted it. So now he's just so much racking up a number of losses because we just won so very much under Donald Trump. We just got tired of it. So we just need to balance <laughs> it out a little bit. Just need a little vegetables with our, uh, you know, with our, yep. our protein. Yep. So, you know, so we, we look at this as something that's good. And, uh, you know, this is great news. Uh, it will go to the Supreme Court to make a decision. Um, but even if the Supreme Court, you know, rule like reverses this federal appeals court decision, um, it, does, it does not mean that Donald Trump is out of the legal hot water uh, because 
there's just so many pots on the stove. Uh, he can't escape. But this, but this is the, but this is the big one to a lot of people, right? Yes. Like arguments about about obstructing justice and detaining documents, or about pressuring Georgia officials when you're the president are are bad, but they're not right in the psyche of the American people. The way did he participate in? an insurrection against the United States by trying to stop the legally mandated constitutional requirement to certify the election as presented from the states to Congress. If he did that and he's found culpable of that in a court of law or pleads guilty to that, that is different on every level for a certain percentage of Americans, not for maybe 70% of Trump supporters, but 30% of Trump supporters, uh, will have a real problem with that kind of thing. And that will render that, 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 that will render him inept to continue to act as yeah. the, um, the, the, the certain yeah. presidential especially candidate, if his, which is why all the others have hung around. Yeah. Yes. Especially yes. if his handpicked Supreme court rules against Trump in this instance. Yeah. That yeah. carries yeah. some weight. It's some, yeah. At some point they're just, the numbers aren't going to work. Um, there, there's yeah. going to be, as they say in politics, no path to pathway to victory. Um, if Donald Trump loses the support, if you know, there are huge percentages of of people that say that. I, I think the polling I saw earlier this week um, said that 53 percent of people say they will never vote for Donald Trump for president um, again. Um, you know, or, you know, 53, like, so people that have never voted for him in the first place, people that voted for him in the past saying they won't vote for him now, uh, 53%. Like, listen, you can't win the presidency with 53% of people <laughs> voting against you. Um, well, you can. You know, well, yeah, this is true, depending on turnout and all of that and where those well, so people it's are. Spread and, out, yes. It's not spread out yes. evenly across yes. certain states because yes. you could get everyone in, in you know. Yeah. That's yeah. the thing about our electoral college. It doesn't matter if everyone in California votes against you or if, you know, one everyone person in more Texas than 50% votes, votes against you. It's, yeah. it's all or nothing. Mm -hmm. So he could have, he could have 60% of people that say they'll never vote for him. But if it, that's only yeah. in certain states, this is why the electoral yeah. college, frankly, is designed the way it is. And I know a lot of listeners to this podcast don't like the electoral college, but it is designed to prevent the very thing that Donald Trump is facing, which is um, having the majority of the people be against you, but have it spread out in such a way that states don't feel that their voices can be accurate, uh, um, uh, uh, fairly, fairly represented. Now, yeah. again, you but can be Ford or against think, it, but that's yeah, the rationale think, for it. And he right. can use it the way George Bush used it, the way Donald Trump used it, the way a lot of Democratic candidates who won the presidency and lost the popular vote have, have done it. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Sorry well, for I the mean, it, uh, it, mansplaining yeah, a, yeah. of the Electoral College. Yes, for sure. And it's it's only happened a couple of times. Um, George W. Bush and, uh, and um, Donald Trump. Um, it, yeah. It, it, uh, but I mean, you just the the evidence is beginning to mount with large percentages of Republicans. I think it's something up to like 30 some percent of Republicans are now saying that uh, they won't vote for Trump. There's a large percentage of Republicans yeah. in new polling that say that if he's convicted of a crime, he shouldn't be he shouldn't be president. You know, the, like everything is pointing towards 
Donald Trump is, uh, it, it does not have a pathway to win again. And trouble. Yep. those of us, you know, who, who make these kind of predictions, uh, uh, typically have always been loud wrong about Donald Trump, but that hasn't stopped. <laughs> that hasn't stopped people from, um, you know, uh, prominent Republicans continuing to campaign to be his running mate. Um, I don't know if you saw, but I, I really should have looked at the list of stories we we're going to talk about because I just have a list of them in my head that I want to talk about. Did you see J.D. Vance, a uh, senator from Ohio this week, um, say that uh, um, if he had been vice president, he would not have certified the election? Wow. J.D. Vance sure. just – Heavy campaigning to be vice president, <laughs> uh, to be Donald Trump's running yeah, mate. I would have done Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Donald Trump told me to do. Yep. Sarah Huckabee Sanders asked point blank if she wanted to be Donald Trump's vice president, said that I'm focused and like, listen to this answer. I'm focused on governing the state of Arkansas for the next seven years. I'm happy with the job I have. All of that to say. She wants to be vice president uh, <laughs> as well, you know. And plus, absolutely, get me out of here. Yeah, Tim Scott. Uh, it seems like the only person who's not trying to be Donald Trump's vice presidential running mate right now is Nikki Haley, uh, who you know. Uh, sure we'll see how she yeah. does in South Carolina. Now, really weird. Democrats and Republicans don't vote on the same day in South Carolina, which is strange. Um, Joe Biden. This uh, deeply unpopular president, or so we're told, um, you know, 96% of the vote of the Democratic uh, voters. It was a bit of a, was a, bit of a Russian election, though, let's be clear. Yeah, I mean, uh, really yeah. I mean granted, there were, there, yeah, th- granted, there were only like 4% of, uh, of voters who turned out to vote um, on Saturday. Yeah. But Marianne Williamson... Dean Phillips, both campaigning strong in South Carolina, um, got destroyed. And polls showed a much closer race. Joe Biden, like in the like in the fifties, fifty percent ish area, and he ended up with uh, you know ninety six percent of the vote. Just compare that to uh, to uh, you know Donald Trump, who's polling higher and ended up in the fifties. Um, so wow. uh, all of this just kind of, you know, yeah. Yeah. Stuff to think about, pay attention to, and maybe feel good about. Right. It's, it's actually why we vote and the system is set up to have a voting a day when the votes are, are tallied and stopped. And that's what we call voting day. And it's not polling days every day you can poll and only one day you can vote. So that's <laughs> the, that's the point. Hey, Yabitz puts in the uh, chat here that Nikki Haley thought that it was constitutional um, that a state could secede from the yes, from the she, union. Uh, yes, she was asked whether or not Texas should um, um, uh, should or would secede from the union, and she said, "If the majority of Texans voted to secede, yeah, they should secede. <laughs> Let the people decide." Wow. Yeah, just stunning, stunning. Yeah. Well, for for all of this, for all the fact that these cases are running against Donald Trump, that his own just to a lot of people's minds, terrible presidency and mishandling of COVID and just Nimrod level of of public persona from the guy. 
We know it's really because Taylor Swift is an asset of the Department of Defense. Oh, and, amazing. Uh, <laughs> amazing. Oh, I Let's can't get enough Taylor Swift stories. He may, be, he may be the Elvis of our day, um, but he can be upended, apparently, according to MAGA people, by the fact <laughs> that Taylor Swift might say with a head nod, no to Donald Trump. And shake okay. him off. Next, <laughs> you know, he can't be president. <laughs> I mean, we're headed for a cruel summer of uh, mm-hmm. of political stuff. Doug, um, you and I have both listened to um, Rob Reiner's podcast about JFK. I think you and I were both convinced that um, Lee Harvey Oswald was turned into a CIA agent. Um, a, a CIA asset um, run and, and you know, in, with the CIA involved, uh, you know, these Trump folks are suggesting that um, Taylor Swift is some kind of covert agent. Do you, Doug, do you think the CIA or the FBI got to Taylor Swift and have turned her into an asset? Is she like, is she the latest Lee Harvey Oswald? Or, or to the point earlier, is she the latest Elvis Presley, who also went to Nixon and was turned into someone on behalf of Nixon's campaign with his guns in the White House? So, look, our federal system and intelligence system has utilized many people as a part of their operations internally in the United States in our history and external to the United States as assets that they are either willing to go along with uh, the, the, the famous person or um, unknowingly even going along with, but they're wrapping around their, their work, even the Beatles going into Russia in the sixties into the Soviet union rather uh, was all, you know, was something being utilized. Um, so yeah, look, is it, totally crazy to think that Taylor Swift is an asset of the federal government for some purposes globally. Not out of my mind. Is she being used by the Biden administration's re-election campaign as an asset? (laughs) And this is where the MAGA people seemingly don't understand the difference between what they refer to as the deep state and the current Biden administration, right? Like the the system of the government is doing a whole lot of things all the time, right? That frankly, the Lee Harvey Oswald uh, documentary, audio documentary raises, but so does many official reports from the federal government on a regular basis about how they've utilized many systems or companies or technologies for their purposes. So that, that, okay, that is inarguable in my book. But the idea that that's the same thing that the MAGA people think that she's being used by the White House or sorry, by the Biden campaign because they had her on a list of endorsers that they would like to receive. I promise you, short of us, the Biden administration, the Biden campaign wants everyone to be their endorser. They would like everyone uh, to endorse them. Um, So it's just madness that they can't make a differentiation. And this is where the conspiracy world uh, just goes on its head because it's just it's just silly yeah. talk, right? That, that, you, that the campaign, but they don't know that the campaign is not the same as the CIA or the National Defense or yeah. um, other secret <laughs> efforts going on in our government. Yeah. Do you believe that there is some kind of conspiracy 
in the or some kind of scriptedness in the relationship between Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift, or do you believe it's a genuine romance? I don't know who that is. That other person you're talking is that the football player? Is that her boyfriend? Yeah, yeah it's her boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. There, I mean, there are, there's another conspiracy yeah. that exists that, um, that the, that the relationship between Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift, which has brought her, um, you know, onto everyone's TV screens on Sundays during football games, um, that Maybe it is, that it is script everyone who's watching football on Sundays. Um, there you go. There it you is go. that it is, uh, scripted fake relationship to um to drive viewership and to bring in a new crop of audience so the biden administration is hoping that swifties become biden voters and if the nfl is hoping that swifties become um um fans of the nfl i've been married i've been married for 36 years to a person that i started dating um uh, 41 years ago and I don't know what a real relationship is so am I going to judge the relationship between this quarterback and Swifty but I will tell you this I saw I saw some I, I saw some Nielsen ratings that uh, apparently uh, viewership of the Grammys on Sunday what the Grammys took place on Sunday at which Taylor Swift won album of the year um, oh great viewership of the Grammys in Kansas City, which is the city where <laughs> Taylor Swift's boyfriend, Taylor uh, Travis Kelsey, plays football, uh, viewership of the Grammys on Sunday was up like 98% over where it was a year ago. Um, and people are claiming that that is in Kansas City because of the relationship between Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. The Justice Swifties turning in, tuning in to... Um, to see Travis uh, Kelsey play football, um, Chiefs fans turning in, tuning in to the Grammys to see if Taylor was going to win some uh, some gramophones. Yeah, hey, I, I, haven't, I haven't heard her album. Um, is it Grammy Award winning album of the year? Yeah, it's great. Yes, Worthy? it's great. Yes, Midnight's it's great. Little uh, my children make a lot of fun of me because I'm a bit of a Swifty. I'm the Swifty in our family. Um, <laughs> You're yeah, the problem. To Taylor yeah. Yeah. I know why I was asking that question, um, but okay. Yeah. Um, and I just want to throw this out there. Uh, Travis Kelsey, born and raised in Cleveland, Ohio. Oh, well, there you go. Ah. Hey, where were you born and raised? Cleveland, Ohio. <laughs> Cleveland, Ohio. Oh, yeah. But this is the, I thought so. When you said Cleveland, the amazing Ohio, I, thing I about, somebody else being from there. About all this is we're at a point in society where if you have trouble accepting reality like my football team didn't win it's a conspiracy yeah. it couldn't be that yes. the yeah. chiefs are just better at football or played a better game on a particular sunday it has to be a multi-layered conspiracy involving the entire nfl and the federal government <laughs> that my football team didn't win like <laughs> yes yes and it's, that is, it's that is a great point Donald, yes exactly. yes excellent Yes, I, like you, you look across the board, like it, like it, all of these things have to be fake, you know. Like mm -hmm. there is a we we've talked about we've we've talked in the past about like 
the descriptedness of professional wrestling and how that has invaded our politics. And like, there's a, there's a, a professional wrestling esque uh, component to our politics. And, and I think part of that now is that people are looking yeah. for what the storyline is, the scripted storyline. They're trying to follow that. And uh, as opposed to just accepting that this is like, Maybe Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift, you know, you know, kind of like each other and have had a relationship. <laughs> Maybe the Chiefs are, you know, a de- pretty decent football team. I don't know, defending Super Bowl champions that would get them back. Uh, Maybe Taylor Swift's supporters are actually tuning in and curious because they want to see Travis Kelsey play. Maybe Travis Kelsey's fans are tuning into the Grammys to see if Taylor wins. And maybe Taylor Swift thinks that Donald Trump and people like him are a danger uh, to the future of democracy, as she said in her Americana documentary. And she's going to encourage people to vote for Joe Biden. Maybe all of those things are simply reality (laughs) and simply true. And there is no conspiracy. Yeah. Yeah, but what fun is that? Hey, you, you know what? I, I have a. I want. I want to suggest another. Uh, at the risk of putting too much credibility behind the, that kind of conspiracy theories, I think there's another thing going on as well. On a more serious, actual serious note, I know usually I set this up with then some sort of ridiculous statement. Uh, Trump comes from the from the world of the power of positive thinking. He's combined that together with Christian spiritualists who talk about the power of positive thinking and with non-Christian people who want to emanate uh, the kind of world they want to live in. So what Trump has used is a phrase, fake news for unfortunate news. And there's a philosophical world that I don't buy into at all that says, if you give energy to things that are negative from your vantage point, it makes them real. If you don't give energy to those negative things, they're not real. So this kind of comes to anybody who says that reality is simply constructed. You know, there's actually some Buddhist thought that kind of feels a bit like this. Nothing is actually real. Everything is just a projection. And so let's project the world we want. Mm-hmm. So there's something more going on here for a group of people, because I send a lot of my news articles and things to some friends who are one of them being, you know, my cohort on the red hat, blue hat conversation. And anytime information goes there, that's negative. It's responded to with that's fake. And I've started to say, I think you just mean that's unfortunate. And he's sort of toying with me, right? Just because that's the thing that his crowd does. But I think that deep down in the minds of a lot of these folks who follow Trump, they're actually living in a world where they're saying, we're just going to make the reality that we want. And then if you say that world enough, that's what comes to be true. Now, the scary thing is that that neuroscientists are actually like, that works. People can deny reality in their own experience, enough to actually change their own behavior, at least. Now, I'm not sure they're changing the reality of the cosmos, but they change their own reality. Do you remember back in the early 2000s, were you guys uh, paying attention to stuff when there was a, a documentary out called What the Bleep Do We Know? 
Do you remember this? It was kind of a mix Vaguely, of yeah. spirituality and quantum physics. And it's this thing where they do all these studies in kind of pseudoscience ways, um, a lot of new agey sort of thought, where there's this um, these displays of water, where the water is, um, some of the one container of water is turning all mucky and another containers of water are staying clean and, and clear. And the difference in these public experiments is that when people walk up to one that water, the mucky one, um, they say negative things to it and they think negative thoughts and they walk over to the other one and they say positive thoughts and think positive thoughts. And it's this thing about how in the quantum world, um, the past is not in the past. It's just as much the future and all the rest of this, right? So they take pseudoscience about quantum physics and they apply it to real world experiences or people that talk to plants or a big study done on swimmers, uh, division one and professional level swimmers, all of whom are absolutely the highest level of, of competition and equal in every way. But one group of people tends to win the Michael Phelps types, you know, for brand name recognition, they just win more than others. And the question was why? And they did this big study on the ones who won at the collegiate level and the professional level and Olympic level. Why did some people win and others not? And the difference was the winners just said, I refuse to hold the concept that I could lose. Like, it's not a thing I even, even when I lose, I tell myself I won. Like this kind of alternative reality people use, athletes use it all the time. It's called visualization when you're a free throw shooter in basketball or putting. So anyway, there's this entire genre of this stuff, spirituality, pseudoscience, neurologists that are studying all of this, how people are creating their own reality. That's what I think they're actually doing. This is when you ask Trump why he denies things. And he's like, because I don't want them to be true. And I'm trying to unmake them from being true. It's like a voodoo thing. So th this is what name I think is actually it. going on with conspiracy. Name it and claim it is the Christian version of it. And man, they're serious as can be about it. And, and I, I mean, whether, again, whether or not they're changing the reality, yes, Donald Trump did assault these people. Yes, the, the Chiefs are a better football team. Yes, Taylor Swift might be in love with a guy whose name we'll never remember four years from now. But they don't want that to be true. Some of so they are. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure someone will remember him. His parents will remember him, and his friends, and his and his family. Um, so anyway, I think that's what's Listen, actually going. You think on. about the year. Um, you think about the year these guys have had. Travis Kelsey has a brother who, named Jason Kelsey who uh, played football for the Philadelphia Eagles. He retired at the end of this season. They're the, like, they played against each other in the Super Bowl. We're like, listen, they started a podcast together, a bit more popular than ours. Listen, these <laughs> not two my goofballs. Mind. Not my mind. It's not our uh, podcast is more popular than their podcast right. every day of the week. Jason Kelsey was named in the sec People Magazine's Sexiest Man Alive episode. Layer uh, edition. He was one of like they have like they name whoever the sexiest man alive is, and then they have like the also rans. He was one of the also rans, and his brother wow. is dating Taylor Swift. These guys, they're what a, a year, year they're having these. Gel and they're the in Kelsey every boys. commercial on TV. There's yes, no doubt are. you've seen both of yes, them in yes. TV commercials. Oh. 
State Farm soups. They're in soup commercials. COVID vaccines. Aaron <laughs> Rodgers went after Travis Kelsey because he was encouraging people to get the get the vaccine. You know, yeah, it's all great, man. Okay. <laughs> we got any other stories, Dan? Hit us with another story. <laughs> Hit us with another oh, headline. You guys, you guys want to talk about some real football uh, players just still befuddles. Oh, oh, let's let's yeah, talk about this. Uh, let's wrap I, well, I up sent this with, headline over with this uh, one because it says this lawmaker wants to jail people for watching porn. And he's a preacher and a pastor and a state a lawmaker in Oklahoma. And, and his name, um, just to get this in there too, Dusty Devers. His name, his real birth name, Dusty Devers. Just a great name. Dusty De- I mean, really, uh, it, it's... He, he took that great name and then spent it on this. It's just really, it's just really sad. And, and he actually says the Oklahoma Dusty Devers is a hardcore Christian nationalist, the headline says, who believes the government should, quote, terrorize evildoers. He says there should be no firewalls between his two roles as a crusading preacher who wants to outlaw porn and his job as a okay. lawmaker. And he goes on to say that the role of the, the purpose of the government is solely to promote what is good in accordance with the will of God. If a Muslim leader were to say a quote like that in this country or another one, right wing people would call them someone supporting Sharia law. When Dusty Devers says it, people politely bow their heads and say, thank you for telling the truth, Pastor Politician. Yeah. And so, it's simply remarkable. No, no. Listen, we have been at this long enough that we know that every accusation is a confession. We know that every culture warrior is hiding something and is warring against the thing that they themselves like hate most about themselves. Dusty. I hope your wife is paying attention because we all now know you watch a lot of porn. <laughs> you got a porn Dusty, release the browser history. Dusty, <laughs> listen, you watch a lot of porn. Like you just told us, you just told us. It's always projection. Like, it's yeah. every single time, every single time. It's projection, and, and it's and it's odd that a guy who is a hardcore Trump supporter yeah, don't is out saying in this we story, should. Oh, well, it's on purpose. A hardcore <laughs> Trump supporter is saying we should terrorize the evildoers who are involved with pornography, while Donald Trump paid a pornography star to not release his affair with that with with her. It is simply stunning. And if you've wondered, like, well, maybe Rob's overstating that this guy would be involved in pornography himself. It, no, not at all. No, no, no. It has to be our assumption. <laughs> the number of people who have been culture warriors who turn out to be, like, you know, practicing the very thing they're campaigning against the number is so stunning looking at you moms for liberty like listen (laughs) the number is so stunning Mm -hmm. 
that we have to assume it's the case. Dusty, well, like, tell us what, what I mean, what, what, what are you into? Like, what's your thing? <laughs> uh, yeah, but yes, you're right. It should be looked into, but sometimes people can be against something that they're not actually for. They, they don't have to all, you know, be, uh, have been for it before they were against it. <laughs> it is possible. I'm just saying the man, uh, but, but even if it's not his own thing, the fact that there's no irony in his mind, no irony in his mind at all. And anyone who says, I want to be against pornography, but I'm for Donald Trump. Okay. That, fair, fair enough. Um, you, you, what we, we all hold conflicting ideas in our heads, but you may have some explaining to do around that one, uh, how you can be f- against an idea, but for the guy who was not only for the idea was actually in a relationship with someone yeah. who worked in the adult sex industry yeah. and she's very proud of it. She didn't hide the fact that yes. she was in the, in the adult sex industry. Yeah. She was, guy, she was an advocate for it. And she was Donald Trump's girlfriend and a uh, love, li- love partner. Hasn't Donald Trump literally been on the cover of Playboy? Uh, I don't know. He wasn't on the cover of Time Magazine, I know. But was he on the cover of Playboy? Yes. Doesn't he have pictures of him in his office, like framed photographs? Well, he has pretend ones. I remember remember him and Jerry Falwell Jr., you know, giving the thumbs up. I mean, you know who would know? You know who would know about who's been on the cover of Playboy? I Dusty bet Dusty Devers would because he's got a porn problem. Dusty, would you go back and check the archives, bud? Uh, he's got a box in his shed. You know, <laughs> Dusty Devers. You just told us, Dusty good. Devers, that you have a porn problem. Dirty Dusty Devers. Dirty Dusty. Dirty Dunder Jeep. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Well, now my head's in a really bad place because now I'm literally picturing a shed out in the back of his Oklahoma (laughs) uh, home. And uh, I don't want to know what went out in the shed. All right. Are are, are we done? Do we have anything else? Is there something else in there? All right. Well, Alex, uh, Yabbits, Jim, Peggy, uh, Trisha, the whole whole, whole whole gang is back. Dan and I will be back tomorrow. Rob, you're welcome to join us if you want to talk more about the border, uh, squirrely prepper lifestyle. Um, Glad to have you all. uh, Glad to have you all aboard. And those watching anywhere other than than YouTube, head over to YouTube sometime and just just let the browser run. Um, It's not because we make any money off this. Um, We won't even monetize it and make you have to watch watch an ad. Just helps other people know the things that you're watching to know that they might also watch this. That's that's just how the algorithm works in life, you know. So. Any hope you can be on that, we'd, we'd appreciate it. Do we have anything else? I think that's it. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye.